looking at it, meaning real estate, how to keep your fire stoked, how to keep your energy levels up, and how to make this the best business ever right now. This is Dennis Plintz, and this is the Hustle Podcast for real estate agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a 1,000 homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. At this point, if this is midstream for you of your career or midstream of your difficulties or the beginning of your career, you're going to have to ask a really serious question, which is, how are we or how are you keeping your fire stoked? How are you keeping your energy levels up? How are you continuing? And for me, this this first occurred at a time when my business was at its worst. How are you continuing to believe that better is possible? Well, in this episode, we'll cover that off. I want to talk about the importance of doing this. If you really believe in this business with as much passion and conviction, without a cup of coffee in me right now as I'm doing this, because I firmly believe this is probably one of the areas that I have most proven to myself is possible. Uh, and it comes from those moments when I have most questioned whether it's possible. And that's sustaining in this business, scaling in this business. How do you keep the fire stoked? We're going to talk about that. And the first thing, and it'll be the last thing, is about feeding your brain. You know, the stuff that we put into our brains, our 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 emotions, the way we get ourselves positioned for a day, a call, a meeting is critical. I think it's the thing in this business because so much out there is giving us the wrong idea or stealing our attention or diverting our attention to the things that don't matter. What matters is your brain and how you take care of your brain and your body. That's what will determine your future. So we'll give you some tips and some tricks on that. And then that applies whether you're at the beginning of your career and you're starving and you're eating craft dinner or you're celebrating right now because your your business is doing well. I hope you understand. And if you're at the other end of that spectrum, you know, where you are doing well and things are clicking and they've never been better, you probably know more than the other person of how important it is to be stoking the fire. Now, this theme comes from the reality of me living in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, one of the more colder places in the world for sure. And we get winter uh, and we get it like almost nowhere else, you know, temperatures of minus 30 or 40 degrees Celsius. And the analogy for me is this. If you are to go camping, which I loved doing as a kid, I don't do it as much these days, but if you like to go camping and like to get outdoors, which I do, and you're gonna go camping in the winter, you're going to need to have a fire. And if you're um, out in a tent and you have a fire burning and you're not planning on how you're gonna keep that fire stoked and burning and bright, and you plan on staying camping and you don't do that, then somebody's gonna get hurt. So I have always made a very deliberate attempt through my actions, my ideas, and how I spend my resources, both my personal resources of my health, my time and my energy and my, you know, uh, tangible resources of my finances on keeping the fire stoked for our business. And if you don't, then the in-between ground means that you're going to be left at moments with no answers, no ideas, and it's going to be hard to draw the right energy to believe that better is possible if you're not sure where the past successes of your better life have come from. I think it's about putting your resources back into your business. 
you know, the uh, reality of having sales happen is exciting. When you've got commission checks coming in and we are doing well, whether it was when I was selling pots and pens, early in my career, that's how I got started, or those first few commission checks, um, I highly recommend that you put it back into your business. Three areas to do that that have come. One, very best advice I got from my first mentor in the business that I did very early on was hire an assistant. Number two, we're going to talk about volunteering. And three, why you should say yes to everything. And later on, decide on which of those things you either pour yourself into or not into. And the part about spending resources on our brain, the stuff that you put into your mind and your business and your day and your routine is so that all of the other areas will have context because it can be easy to, you know, have some success in this business or be doing well in this business and put that money into things like, you know, cars and clothes and jewelry. And I, when I first started, drove a borrowed BMW. I owned no suits and I uh, was struggling to make the uh, payments uh, on my credit card. Those are three real examples, but I was spending the money quickly back into the business to the point where, unfortunately, after my second year in the business, I got audited and found out I had actually made no money at all, despite being number one real estate agent in the office. But that is what proved to be successful both three, six, 10, 15 years later. I've always believed in spending the money back into the business and knowing where to start and then knowing where to diversify that spending is what you'll uncover hopefully along the way. But if a focus is always about spending the money back into the business, you will do far better than of course if you just waste it. Where to spend and where to invest? Well, to get the right energy, I think we need to have confidence. But where do we find confidence? Where do we get the energy and enthusiasm that we need when the phone isn't ringing? Well, I talked about hiring an assistant. I think having an assistant or somebody in place that you're accountable to give direction to ensures that you wake up every day asking yourself, how am I going to keep this person busy? And then you should get busy with some very practical items like touching base with your database, planning events, celebrating people's birthdays or anniversaries, all of the things that we've talked about in more length in other episodes, but having an assistant will keep you accountable. Two, always be volunteering. Now, if you're early in your career, that volunteering might be a little more random. You know, I know there are people that uh, I know very well who started when I did and we both Uh, I'm thinking of somebody in particular, Brian, we both made a very conscious effort to be volunteering pretty much anywhere and everywhere there was a need that we could be present or connect with people. I had three different gym memberships at one point. I was volunteering at three different youth organizations to get my, my energy out, my presence out there from high schools of high need students to uh, faith-based organizations where I was applying my energy and skill set once, two, three times a week for both of those different areas. And I think it's about identifying where you can volunteer, where the needs are, and also where you love and where you're passionate about. And as you get more traction in the business, you'll be able to cut out the first part of that and hopefully focus more of the right energy in the right areas that you're extremely passionate about. Because I don't think any level of giving of our time and resources is truly sustainable if we're not really passionate about it.
But there comes a period of time when we've got to try stuff on to realize where our passions are. And I think saying yes to everything is critical because saying yes to everything ultimately after long enough with enough consistent energy and due diligence on those areas, you will eventually be able to say no to certain areas. But you got to be so overloaded and overwhelmed and overasked because you've overcommitted that you're able to say no. So early on, say yes to everything until you can actually afford the luxury of saying no. So today, even at this stage of my life, I make a firm commitment to book one lunch meeting and one coffee meeting every single day. That is a part of what I love doing. That's my passion. And it's also where I can be effective in reaching out to people within our database, our community, etc., and having a face-to-face conversation where I can give my energy, which comes out of me because I ask with an insatiable curiosity about a few things. And I always set those meetings up with very specific agendas. But if you don't have those places to go and a large database to draw from and a large group of people that you've volunteered with over the years, then I suggest three areas that we should always be looking. One, we should always be looking to connect daily with prospective clients or customers. Now, depending on your business sector, that will vary. But if you're in the real estate space, that means just getting out of our house. You know, I remember when we first got a dog, when I first was in the business and we were doing our best to do all those things newly married couples do, um, we got a dog and I was working from home and had a very clear aha moment when the dog pooed on the carpet downstairs and I was trying to put together some stuff on the printer that I couldn't get working and then all of a sudden found all kinds of reasons, some I chose and others I was given like the dog on the carpet. Um to do other things other than focus on my business. It's hard to prospect and meet people if you're stuck at home. So get out of your house, decide who the people you're prospecting and want to connect with, and you have to go after them. Secondly, I'm consistently connecting with past clients. I have a very established way of doing this, whether it be anniversaries, birthdays, celebrations, email notifications, calendar notifications, Facebook notifications. And I measure myself on how closely I connect with those people. So knowing that you've got past clients you can and should be connecting with daily is critical to how you leverage and how you spend your time. And I make a concerted effort every day and every week to meet with who I call connectors. I have an ongoing list of people I'm fascinated by in and around our local marketplace and some are uh, much further away but I have a list that I add to frequently when I read something or see somebody or a thought is triggered about somebody that I want to have a connection with and those are people that I have to meet with plan to meet with and then pick up the phone send messages or just simply walk up and say hey let's connect so those are the three areas I think the prospecting of who you want to do business past clients or people you've had the fortunate benefit of already connecting with, you should be reconnecting with, and then keep an ongoing list of connectors or people that you are insatiably curious about that you're going to do your best to reach out to. And above all else, the easiest group of people to fill these three specific time slots with are, of course, your friends and your family. But too many people meet their friends and family for kicks 
and giggles and they don't make a concerted effort to have it revolve around building their business, making a difference in this lifetime and actually trying to meet with people that I would say are actual connectors within the real estate space that you and I are hopefully in. Next up, you need to be a professional. If you want to be getting energy and stay, and stay um, stoked in this business and have your fire burning, you're going to need to be a professional. You're going to have to have an opinion about the industry that you're in and you need to share that opinion. So that comes down to what we call marketing. But how you market, how you share your info is really about the message that you're broadcasting. And for me, that's about writing. And I think all of us need to be writing consistently, whether that's short form posts on Instagram or Facebook or a blog, or it's long form posts, uh, books, articles, um, paid for editorials. You need to have an opinion on the marketplace. You need to write often and you need to make it relevant to the person that you're writing for or the audience that you're writing for. Open houses are another very logical way to be an industry expert. If you go to do an open house and you've got an opinion about that house and the area and the community overall, you can be a professional within your industry and you need to be that professional every day in every avenue that you broadcast. How that looks for me. I like to talk a lot about the things I'm doing that you should be doing every day for work. Client meeting we just had, house we just looked at, an issue we just dealt with for a client, a thought on the industry overall, some bad news that's affecting the market, some good news that's affecting. You need to be the aggregator about what's happening in the marketplace and more specifically, how your days that involve real estate are going to affect the people that you'll be speaking to. So writing, journaling, noting, broadcasting, and documenting your day-to-day activities as a real estate professional. You can also be the aggregator of the news, of course, that's happening in the industry. And I make it a habit uh, through a couple different aggregators that send me news sources of, of combing through different articles around interest rates and market activity and opinions and, and estate planning was today's topic and things that I find fascinating that are high-level news items. And don't just share those by posting the link, but make sure you share them and you always have your own take, opinion, and summary on those news articles. It's a really easy way to consume information, stay relevant about what's happening in your industry, and then have an opinion that you can spin from, meaning spin from the article a relevant message that at the end of the message has to have a data point that's helpful to the people that you're tuned in with. Sharing and aggregating news, it's a big one. Be knowledgeable and be the most informed individual in your space. So when you're out doing the thing we talked about earlier, networking, your meeting, and your volunteering, make sure that you're always very informed about the activities in the area that you're going to be networking, volunteering, or meeting. So whatever real estate is happening, if you're going to a house party and you look up the recent actives and solds on the street and in the area and big news, you know, like big sales in that area or low-end sales, it ensures that when you get to that party and somebody inevitably asks you either what you do or about the market or the homeowner or the host of the party, you can spin it specifically to look completely up to speed. Be the professional that they're ultimately expecting you to be. 
the concept of nesting. This is for sure for our team, the most important thing that scales and replicates business amongst uh, the communities that we live within. Nesting is a somewhat popular term that means frequenting coffee shops and restaurants and service providers that are within the community that you live, have an office and or frequent. By consistently going to the same places every single day for coffee, breakfast, lunch, and I highly suggest eating out all of those meals or as many as you can. You know, some people say that having coffee at home is uh, a cheaper way to go, but I actually think it will cost you way more in the long run. You know, the coffee shop I've been frequenting for the last year has ultimately resulted in two direct transactions, maybe three or four. We're working on two more just from the people that work at the coffee shop. So again, get out of your house and practice this thing called nesting. You know, going out and seeing people at coffee shops and treating them well and restaurants, they'll get to know you and don't force who you are on them, but let them naturally get to know you. And like these people at the Starbucks we're going to now, over one or two years, you'll develop a relationship and likely do business with them. So it's a huge, huge takeaway. Treat your people well. When you are out networking and nesting and influencing and using service providers like your photographer and dry cleaner and stager, make sure that you treat them well. A really great source of our business has always been our service providers. There are very few few, if any, of our service providers that I haven't had the chance to do business with directly buying or selling a house for them uh, because I've treated them well and that's going back 15 years. But again, that's a long, slow, and steady pursuit of keeping your fire stoked. Like camping, I think each of us needs to be always stoking the fire. As I wrap up here, I'll give you a few tips and hopefully help you um, realize and believe in the potential of knowing no matter how small your fire is burning right now, the possibility to continue to add wood to that through some of the practical and tactical ways that I've already mentioned will inevitably give you a fire that's burning at exactly the right temperature with exactly the right plus or minus amount of wood left to go and that's more comforting, more possible than having a fire that, you know, some days is burning massively bright and other days barely burning at all. Tips for this. You feed your brain every day. Consume something early in the morning. Don't allow bad news into your brain or your world. And I highly suggest you feed your brain at that critical window of 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. We say that before the sun comes up is the time that you build your fire. Because after that in real estate, you know we're going to be pulled and prodded and taken in a million different directions. First thing in the morning. Three areas for me I find are critical for uh, spending my first few hours. One is my personal and reflective time. Two is my team and uh, planning time for our business. And then three is planning some family time. Use those first two or three hours before the sun gets up wisely. I suggest meditating. It's a recent practice for me to help keep my brain in the right place. And an app I recommend for that is called Headspace. Brilliant. Although there's lots of them, I've tried them. This one is the best uh, that I've found uh, for lots of reasons. Eat right. You know, everyone knows you've got to, you know, keep our body right, to keep our head right, to keep our business right. And as somebody that's gone on some extreme diets, in air quotes, from 
you know, bodybuilding competitions uh, to a very unhealthy condition of almost having a heart attack at one point in my journey. The eating regimen I would most recommend, you can read on it under what's known as uh, ketogenics, is the best. I think from a scientific and proven standpoint, uh, scientifically, and I also think from a function uh, and efficiency standpoint, personally, it's the the way and the eating regimen that I've benefited most. So that's uh, ketogenics. Read on it, and I highly recommend you pursue it. Essentially, it's a very, very low-carb diet and a healthy fat diet. Train your brain and your body. I suggest getting a coach for both. Find a personal trainer online if you need to, very inexpensive, or even better in person because one of the ways you can nest effectively is go to a gym. Like I said, I had three gym memberships at one point. And last but not least is always be out networking, meaning just get out of your house. Get out of your house with a strategic plan of who you're going to meet, where you're going to go, and what you're prepared to tell them. As always, it's dennisatplints.com if you would like this or share it in any medium, that would be greatly appreciated. And if there's anything I can do to help you specifically, shoot me a message and I will do my best to make sure you have all of the success you can handle in this great business and just a little bit more because we always need more wood for the fire. It's Dennis at Have a great day.